Hey guys, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a podcast about mental health and astrology. Have you guys ever had a bad day or felt so anxious to the point where you are struggling to find yourself in this vast society we call life? Not to worry, guys. I have felt this way too. The podcast interviews guests from college students to parents and even experts that talk about their journey to where they are in the present moment. So sit back and relax and remember that you are not alone. Without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Episode 36 talks about the story of Maris. Maris is a yoga instructor, and she talks about her brand, Opulent Mindfulness, a brand that focuses on helping people deal with anxiety, meditation, and all that fun stuff. Maris talks a lot about her journey from creating her own company to even becoming a yoga instructor and gives great advice to how we can handle our anxieties when we are feeling very anxious. You guys can check out Maris's work and the link of the podcast by just clicking in the links in the show description. But without further ado, here is my podcast with Maris. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and I'm here with a very special guest, Maris. Maris, how are you doing today and what's going on? I am doing well, Josh. I'm thrilled to be here with you and happy Valentine's Day. Yes, indeed. Happy Valentine's Day, indeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my first question for you, Maris, just really getting into the swing of things. Um, I know when it comes to like your work and stuff, you have done a lot. Um, so tell me a little bit about your journey and some passions that you have and what are some things that you really like to do for work? Gosh, I appreciate you asking. I could not be more grateful to have finally, right? It's a very long journey, a lot of stumbles, a lot of circuitous routes, um, a lot of interruptions, a lot of doubt. Uh, but I feel so grateful to have finally discovered my calling, if you will. I don't know if I would call it my passion so much. I love it. It wakes me up. It lights me up. It thrills me. There's no end to the curiosity and the exploration. But uh, to have discovered that guiding meditation is my calling um is uh yeah what i'm excited to talk about yeah i know you mentioned a lot about like guided meditation and stuff and that leads me just like right to my next question um so when it comes to like guideful meditation and stuff 
Like what it what tell me walk through the process in terms of like guided meditation. So let's say like you you're on a phone call with somebody, you know, how would you help them out through that meditation and stuff like that? Yeah, right. So in this past, you know, a couple of years now, um, we've had to shift to more of an online presence. So I have dis, uh, established and built uh, a virtual meditation studio. So we have corporate clients and people are welcome to join as a group. Um, many different people in a group from different companies at um, any of our 10 live group sessions a week. And in these sessions, we have a format. There's basically a framework and a structure. We open with setting a personal intention that you can repeat privately to yourself. And then we go through maybe a little bit of movement or I offer a mudra or a mantra for the session that pertains to the new freshly um, freshly uh, released content or, or topic for the week. And then I guide you through uh, breathing, uh, kind of resting the brain, resting the body, allowing the eyes to rest. The eyes are kind of a tether to the brain. And so, of course, they dart about because our brain darts about all day, every day with we're coming up with like anywhere from 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Um, today's one of those 80,000 thought days. And so I meditated extra long this morning. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a really beautiful unfolding. Nothing is scripted. It's completely channeled, fresh, raw content. Um, I'm 22 years a yoga teacher. So I have that cadence of teaching, breathe in, breathe out, allowing the body to kind of get there. Um, brain, head, body, all lining up in time, catching up to each other, if you will. And so I really just draw from whoever's present to inform the uh, the depth of the exploration, the lightness, the um, the creativity and the vocabulary, the imagination. So all really in a way to get into the body because I have been teaching yoga for so long. I would definitely drop into a visceral experience, allowing people to recognize that their thoughts are landing in the body. And now how do we release any nodes of tension um, and allow for the process of cleansing the mind to happen so that when we leave the cushion, now we can see and think clearly. Yeah, I will say I really like the ending of like your answer as well. And I will say credit to you as well, because when it comes to like meditation and mindfulness, it's definitely something that I know for myself, like studying psychology, like I'm starting to learn more and more about. So as mm -hmm. like, as I'm hearing you, I know you mentioned a lot of like one about how we have like 60 to 80,000 thoughts throughout the day. And then, and then you, you go from that to talking about more like really just Focusing in moment, you know, connecting your mind to your body, um, which leads me right to my next question. I know you mentioned a lot about like meditation and stuff, and and I know you have a passion for really like connecting like the mind and soul and really just like helping helping people in general. Um, when it comes to like mental health overall, how do you feel about like the industry, especially like the yoga industry? What do you think has like changed? I know you mentioned you've been that you've been like a yoga teacher for so long now. Where do you see mental health really going for you? Yeah, great question and super poignant. Um, I appreciate that you've studied psychology. I also had a psychology minor. So I do get a little psychological in my guidance um, and give people free range to really tap into the depths of their darkness and to uh, expose any fears, uncertainties, doubts. Uh, again, darkness is a pretty good way. I'm going to do an exercise later with people um, because it's Valentine's Day and I'm speaking to a group. Um, we're going to do a thing called what makes your heart feel bright and what makes your heart feel darkness. 
and then break down what those elements are. Is it when I feel alone? Is it when I'm out in fresh air? Is it, you know, what is it when I have something I'm dreading coming up today or something my sister said to me 12 years ago? So there's so much psychology going on in our brains at all times. And this is a very emotional uh, track, I guess. Um, there's a path that drops from our brain into our body and lands there and stays there. And it's very good. You know, our brain are, is a very powerful tool because it protects us and it saves us and it keeps us motivated and inspired and getting out of harm's way. And so we need these wirings to exist in their routes that they do. But we have to also recognize when um, a protective mechanism has uh, outstayed its welcome. <laughs> so we don't need to continue to have stress in our shoulders when the project is finished and we've completed the, you know, the assignment. So um, where is this in the psychology today? Okay, so I notice days that I meditate and days that I don't. Now, in fact, the practice is cumulative. So maybe I meditate every day. Um, for three months, and then two days I skip, um, I will still have the benefits of those 30 prior days in my system. However, the day will feel itself a bit more edgy and a little less soft and fluid. Um, the world is kind of in my way versus flowing with the world. Uh, so it definitely plays a role and I originally came to meditation back on my journey a little bit because I was in a very disruptive and um, unsafe, unhealthy relationship. So I was looking for my safe space. So meditation for me became those five or six minutes a day. And at that point I couldn't sit for very long. My body was too agitated. I was trembling a lot. And so I would sit as long as I could until the smile emerged on my face and my body kind of came into this quiet, restful, safe and tender comfort zone um, where I felt security. Brief, but valuable. And now I could taste it. And now, okay, I want more of this. And that just sort of stretched out into more of my existence. Wow. And, and I will say uh, power to you as well for realizing that and getting out of, the, uh, getting out of like that relationship. Because I know, especially from someone that is, I've always been the friend where people always come for advice and stuff. And yeah. like that first step is just admitting that like, hey, like I need to understand like what what's going on with myself during this relationship, you know, and mm -hmm. for you to take that step, I will say Maris, power to you for that. And I can Thank definitely you. see how like, and it's crazy how like we take experiences that like we've experienced, you know, and we we can grow from them, you know, and, and I definitely think that is a good example um, mm -hmm. and how like that really helped you start to understand yourself more, which then is helping others, which is great to see Maris. Um, but yeah. just yeah, just continuing our conversation, sticking a little bit to mental health before we transition sure. a little bit. Um, what's some advice that you would give to someone, you know, that's really just struggling, trying to like find themselves or like you mentioned, a lot of like those thoughts, let's say a lot of those thoughts are going through their mind. What's some advice yeah. that you would give to them to help them just stay grounded and hit that reset button? Yeah, love that. And I'm glad you brought up the thoughts again, because many of those thoughts are repetitive and ruminative thoughts and they're of the past and of the future. And we define stress as being that distance between where we are versus where we think we should be or where we should be or think we are. <laughs> and so it's that delta and that is the stress. So as for mental health and awareness, um, when we can get into intimate conversation with self and absolutely radically accept ourselves and validate our emotions and our experiences and our psychology, 
then we get into a beautiful place of unfolding and bravery where we can express ourselves. Now, it might start out just in the form of talking to yourself. It might start out in the form of expressing it in the written word on paper, journaling, some would say is the highest form of therapy. And so I like to journal uh, every night, although I'm I have a new journal and I don't have a pen near my journal. So I need to remind myself to get a pen up there tonight. But so that is a very powerful practice. And I mean, definitely kudos to people who do talk therapy. Um, I did years and years of that um, when I was in the destructive relationship. And I finally found that I needed to rewire my brain. And so this meditation practice has helped me there. I also do healing mantra chants. So the brain is still working, but we're giving it something to do. The brain wants a job. So I have these chants that I do every morning. Um, there's a selection of maybe 17 of them from the certain um, <clears throat> chant uh, expert that I listen to. And so I can pick one if it's about compassion or purification or motivation or removal of obstacles. Um, there's even one for sacred lovemaking. And so we chant these mantras 108 times and your brain is hooking into this and I'm counting on my hands. So I'm keeping track of how many is 108. And then when I'm finished with that, like I'm so tracking, focused, clear. I've given my thoughts a chance to be heard and oxidized and get out there and die. So I make room for more ideas coming in my brain. <clears throat> and then um, I've warmed up my heart because the healing vibration by doing the chanting um, is super effective. Uh, yeah, I will say just adding to that, like uh, I forget this exercise that I, I would do in like one of my psychology classes that I was in, but like we would like jot down some like positive thoughts or like we would jot down negative thoughts that we thought about ourselves mm -hmm, and then we mm -hmm. would change it from negative yeah. to positive and then we would repeat the positive thoughts over and over and over again and then it what that activity does is it's, it by you speaking more positively about yourself you know and the qualities the positive qualities that you had you have yeah. it just it just builds that self-confidence like you said and I know you mentioned a lot about like having that great re intimate relationship with yourself you know and that these are some exercises just adding to your point Maris that can really help so as I was hearing your answer, I was like, yeah, that definitely just reminded me of an exercise right away. Right. Um, I mean, we talk to ourselves so much and that inner dialogue is way more powerful than any of us realize. Um, I mean, how evil do we speak to ourselves so sometimes? And so just the first process and step in that process is the awareness. Oh, I just said that to myself. I wouldn't say that to my worst enemy. And here we are saying it to ourselves and then we expect better. <laughs> from ourselves so um just the awareness alone over and over and over there i am saying that again okay but put it out there like a movie on a screen out there instead of letting it kind of complicate and, and disrupt um the inner sanctity or the inner harmony we're feeling inside and then i really love this idea of having an interrupter so maybe that like you you flick your finger on your hand or something to interrupt. Oop, I just did it again. Or like you said, find a really nice positive affirmation to replace the negative with. I'm a big fan of replacement theory. Okay, okay. I got I got you, Maris. As, as I was answering those questions, I'm starting to get a feel, you know. <laughs> That's good. Um, but yeah, so just transitioning a little bit. I know, like we said before the podcast, I know like you're very busy when it comes to coaching and stuff. So I know towards the end of like your last couple answers, I know you talked a lot about relationships. So just continuing a little bit with our conversation, um, relationships definitely have a big impact on people, whether that's friends, family, loved ones. Um, mm -hmm. For you, what are some qualities that you really look for in like a friend and also like a mm -hmm. romantic partner that really help you out? 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Coincidentally, I'm not married, but I am reading this book right now called, and I'll butcher the title, but it's something about the seven principles to make a marriage work by Dr. John Gottman, who's world famous for all of his couples psychology and studies research. Um, so it's really about communication and letting the ego go. Um, I really look for this in relationships with friends, family, um, romantic partners. Communication is massive to me because we can either get triggered or we can be soothed. And some people just operate from the headspace, the ego space. And some people are um, willing to be uh, vulnerable and speak from their heart space. For example, I'm very heady, have always been kind of more on the thinky heady side. And my sister is very heart, heart driven, very emotional, very expressive. And so there's no coincidence that we landed in the same family um, for our souls to grow and evolve in this lifetime. And we've been each other's best teacher in many ways. And there's no doubt in my mind that I became a meditation teacher because of some of the challenges I faced with, um, you know, being in, raised in this family the way we are. As grateful as we are, it's also been very challenging and difficult. Um, so I think validation and recognizing when the ego is speaking versus the, the heart um, I read an article yesterday about how do I know, and it talks about facts versus feelings and, um, the heart knows what's right in this moment and the head extrapolates into the future. <laughs> Nothing more needed to say. We know in our hearts and it's an instant knowing in this moment, very clear. If we're operating from head. It's an extrapolation into the future, planning, judgment, fears, worries, counting, figuring, you know, how much money will this job make me in the future? So that's when we know we're in head. Now, I absolutely agree with um, mingling the two in equal parts balanced and um, necessary just to tune in. Which one is speaking here? Heart, head, ego, right? Protective, um, survival. Ego is important, um, but we have to know when it's kind of becoming the beast in the room. Yeah. And, and I definitely, I definitely agree with everything you were saying, you know, and, and I know just through, as a, like through like experience too, like there's been moments, like you said, Maris, where like your heart will tell you, you know, you know, like you're feeling this moment, you're like, ah, like it's like that intuition, that gut feeling yeah. and then your yeah. head and then you have like your worries, your anxieties. And so I definitely see how the head, your mind and your body and your heart, you know, are just clashing. Mm -hmm. um, just to add to your point, I know you mentioned ego, like there's id, you know, your wants and needs, your super ego. That's sort of like your, your like uh, boundaries brain. You're, you're like, ah, oh, like my worries and anxieties, you know, you can't do this, get more logical. And they constantly clash, which then creates the ego, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. So I will say, Maris, I, I really like that answer and, and I enjoyed it. Um, but just continuing when it comes to uh, relationships. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I always ask all my guests that come on this is sort of like a little fun. Um, so like, obviously you go on dates, you know, first dates and stuff. My question is like, what are some turnoffs? Like, let's say someone does like this on like a first date, you won't have like a second date. Like I know for me, just to share like my own personal ex example, like for me, I have like a little test where like I'll, I'll hand people the aux cord because music is very spiritual for me. So like yes. depending on what they play is, is like my little test to see, okay, like we'll see if we'll connect or not. <laughs> Do you have any test mares for yourself or anything, you know, on like a first date that would be considered like a turnoff? <laughs> um, that's a beautiful question. I really don't think about that, but I know we're, we're doing it all the time, right? Selecting and deselecting and collecting data. 
um, whether we're conscious of it or not. So yes, if I was to bring up to the conscious level, what uh, is okay and not okay, definitely listening. I really value someone who listens. Now, guys like to boast like how, you know, great they are. And so I'm okay with that a little bit because I want them to kind of win my heart and feel like they're trying to, you know, uh, represent themselves as protectors or providers or doing the masculine job. And I need a pretty masculine guy because I'm a pretty driven, lean masculine myself and the energy and the work and all this. So I have to really be... Uh, accepting of my softer side. And when I get around a really masculine guy, then I do become a lot softer. So I need that balance myself. And I'm just kind of reading that energy all the time. I'm really in a constant um, energetic dialogue with people that they don't know. <laughs> but I'm tuning into that myself. And so, yeah, it's about the listening and um, being open, I think is really important to me too. Someone who's willing to explore and, um, go to the ends of their edge comfort zone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not bad as well. I will say, and, and I, I really think I like your insight, you know, you're really, like you said, you got to really understand yourself in this world, you know, mm -hmm. and as mm -hmm. I'm hearing your answer, like you're realizing things and qualities that you want and stuff. So that, so power for you, Maris, for understanding that and stuff. Um, oh, but and by the way, not to forget the heart feeling has to be there. There has to be a feeling. And the other thing, when I was reading that article yesterday about, am I operating from my head or my heart? It said, be cautious to discern between desire and heart, because sometimes desire can sound like and feel like heart, uh, but heart is very calm and very soothing and very life affirming, not judgy, not um, uh, external, like desire might be. Yes, yes, I got you as well. And I will say yeah. that's a, another great point, Maris, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know we talked a lot about like relationships and obviously like your passions and your journey and stuff. Yeah. Um, transitioning a little bit. I always have my guests. We usually talk a little bit of, about astrology and stuff. My first question for you, Maris, when it comes to astrology, uh, what's your overall relationship with it and, and how do you feel about it overall? Well, of course, every time I read content on it, um, it it's spot on. <laughs> So then I think, oh, they're just saying nice things to me. They say nice things to everybody. You know, you're special, you're gifted, you've got this talent, you, you're following your track, beware of um, goodness coming into your life. And I love astrology. I think um, it feels really special and intimate because no one was born where I was born at the exact same time to the parents and family. So it's all so super imprint unique. And I love that about astrology and anything um, I can do to better understand self right on this planet in this work of meditation. And um, while we're here on this journey, the central question is, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And so anything that can start to roll back the covers on that and get granular and zero in and kind of not so much identify. I think identifying can be very scary um, territory when we start attaching to our identities um, this means that we are shrinking what's possible, in my opinion. And so when we can explore from a very curious, neutral place and, and welcoming and acceptance um, and honoring who we are, um, we, we don't always like what we discover, but we honor it in a very raw and human way. Um, yeah, so love, love, love astrology. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> and I, I always tell people too, like astrology is not the only tool because obviously there's so many there's so many okay. programs and things that you can find to really help understand yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always like it as like it's another thing in the toolbox, you know, that people can use, you know, to really help understand yourself. Um, you, have you discovered anything about me in this session? Like what what, what might you have <laughs> learned or look at or what would be your read? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely feel like you definitely have some Capricorn energy because I only know that ah. because <laughs> because I have a Capricorn moon as well. So like very mm-hmm. driven Capricorns are very like they're like self-starters. So like hearing like your own you're doing your own like mindfulness, you know, and your own like business. So like I was very like, OK, like that's definitely like Capricorn energy because um, Capricorns, like I, like I said, like are very driven, very reliable, you know, doubt they're an earth sign. So very grounded, practical. Um, but when it does come to emotions, even like you said, like you had to learn a little bit to learn more about like the heart, you know, and the feeling because Capricorns mm. can be very, they can be cold with their emotions because they're very like they're driven on work, you know? So it's like, uh, when it comes to emotions, like I'm just gonna, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to overcome situations and become better. Um, so with that, yeah, when it comes to relationships, they, they do tend, you got to open up a little bit more with a Capricorn. Gosh, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. Oh yeah, of course. And I know just brief, cause I know when it comes to like time and stuff, um, I know you have a lot of Capricorn energy, so I know your sun's in Capricorn, your moon is in Capricorn. So the moon is like your emotional state. So like how you process things emotionally. So your sun and moon are the same. Um, your Mercury, that's the planet of communication. So like, uh, that's the way how you communicate. Some people are fiery and like to get in your face, you know, with communication, very passionate. Your Mercury is also in Capricorn. So like an earth sign Mercury, take your time with communication. But when you do communicate, it's like real and it's down to earth. And then your Venus. So your Venus is the, is like your love language. So Venus is like the planet of love. So your Venus is in Scorpio. So in relationships, I know you mentioned like you have to really understand yourself more emotionally, you know, and Scorpios are very emotionally intense um, people. So as I'm hearing, like you describe like relationships and also like work and passions and stuff, I can see the mix of Capricorn and Scorpio energy, which is definitely good to see. Um, That is wild because sometimes I definitely feel like trapped inside myself. I have so much to express and so much emotional energy around this thing of love, but I, I I don't know how to like manage it or get it out right or or let it be free. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 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 definitely. And uh, for my last, for my last question, before we wrap everything up, um, I know for you, I always have my guests come on similar to how I ask like the turnoff questions. So this website is called the horoscope.co. I 10 out of 10 recommend it if you just want to get started in astrology and just want to learn a little bit more about like your astrology chart. Um, what these people do is uh, a couple women, they decided to come together. Women always do great things when they're, when they work together. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they created this website and all you do is just Google your sun and moon and they give you a little reading, positives, negatives and everything. So for you, Maris, I'm going to give you your reading. And once I'm done, just let me know how you feel about it. So for okay. you, Maris, you are a Capricorn sun. Capricorn moon, and it says a venturesome personality, authoritative, but empathetic. The Capricorn sun, Capricorn moon personality will encounter many chances of success and accomplishments in life, positives and negatives and everything for your sign. So positives, honorable, traditional, and very down to earth. Negatives can be distant and a little bit controlling. 
perfect partner, someone who accepts that they are not very emotional, and word of advice for your sun and moon combination, they need to be more compassionate towards people that are close to them. So as I am giving you a reading, you know, <laughs> advice, positive, negatives, what are some thoughts that come to mind? Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. Yes. I mean, I'm definitely a little rigid and cold towards some people in my family who kind of trigger me to be ungrounded, um, where I shut down mentally. So this is a really uncomfortable experience for me um, because, and I don't drink much. I don't like to alter my brain. And so to be altered in an uh, sober state is really uncomfortable to me. So I'm trying to figure out how to manage that and to be more kind and compassionate. So you're definitely spot on with that one. Um, I appreciate that finding a partner who understands me um, on the being distant, but it doesn't mean that there's a lack of compassion or intensity. Um, it's just maybe the day-to-day -day expression or something. And the vulnerability, I'm just not. Whew. Yeah, I don't know if I'm afraid someone's going to, I don't know, jump in and, and, and violate my privacy or something. But it's a very sensitive, visceral experience when I don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and I completely agree from someone that also has a lot of Capricorn energy with myself mm -hmm. as well. When it comes to me in relationships, too, I'm very like, like being vulnerable is definitely something that I've had to work on more because it is it vulnerability is is it's an intense process, you know, where it's like, mm -hmm. you're literally trusting some of your vulnerability with somebody else, you know, and that's definitely something where if you experience a lot of trauma younger and, yeah. and stuff like it, it affects you today, you know, and, and um, they won't use it against you. Like, that's yes. what I think I always fear. Yeah. Definitely. But I will say, Maris, um, before we wrap everything up, where can everybody check out your work and, and your own like meditation and mindfulness right. stuff? Thank you, Josh. Yeah. So my website is opulentmindfulness.com and you can find me on LinkedIn, Maris Gebhardt. Um, text me, message me anytime, 503-756-3622 or email me, Maris at opulentmindfulness.com. And my first name is spelled M like Mary, E-R-I-S as in Sam. Open for any conversation. Uh, love, love, love it. Thank you. Of course. And, and that sounds good. And, and the links for you, everything that you said will be in the show description. So people can just check it out and all that fun stuff. Okay. But I will say Maris, I enjoyed our conversation and please stay safe. Josh, you're a dear. Have a super, super Valentine's Day. You deserve it. And keep spreading the love and that smile. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Maris. You too as well. Right. Have a good Valentine's good Day care. too. Cheers. Bye-bye.